this is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 220th episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. I'm currently in the midst of taking a little break from fiction and letting my brain reboot for the next story. So instead of writing, I've been filling my days with the manuscript evaluation I'm doing for the winner of the Structuring Your Novels launch contest. I've also been writing an article on outlining for the February issue of Writer's Digest and preparing for the Outlining Your Novel webinar this week. If you haven't yet signed up for the webinar, now is the time. The webinar will be live November 7th. You can sign up at writersdigest.com slash live dash webinars. Why readers might put down your book, even if they love it. The latest post in the video series on my blog cautions against failing to identify and utilize the part of your book readers will like best. To watch it, visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. New videos are posted every Wednesday. And now, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, entitled Most Common Mistakes, Part 26, Under Explaining. The other day, I walked into the local theater to watch a showing of Captain Phillips. As I approached the door to Auditorium 4, popcorn and Pepsi in hand, I could hear the trailers still running, complete with epic music and bass-heavy vocals. Whatever was playing sounded pretty good, so I elbowed through the door and stared up at the screen. Except nothing was up there. The screen was blank, the room was pitch black. The audio was playing, but somebody had glitched the visuals. This is kind of how our readers feel when we fail to properly describe important aspects of our stories. A few months ago, we talked about how over-explaining can frustrate readers and even insult their intelligence. But of the two, under-explaining is perhaps the more egregious mistake. Why? Because, like what happened to me with the trailer before Captain Phillips, under-explanation tantalizes readers with the possibilities without giving them enough details to fill in the blanks. Under-explaining can happen for one of two reasons. One, the author doesn't know his story well enough. If you're writing about a character, setting, or activity that you really don't know that well, you may fail to fill in important blanks simply because you lack the info yourself. 2. The author knows his story too well. At the other end of the spectrum, we have the problem of our own rampant imaginations running away with us. We see our characters, settings, and situations so clearly in our own minds that we forget readers aren't sharing that vision. You may know your hero is blonde, 6'1", and about 20 pounds overweight, but that doesn't mean that information will be automatically brainwaved to your readers. So let's take a look at an underwhelming explanation. Sir Nigel burst into the room. He drew his sword and fought with some enemy soldiers. He left through the other door and used his eye patch as a tourniquet for the wound on his shoulder. As I'm writing this, I'm seeing all kinds of possibilities for Sir Nigel. He looks kind of like 
Jeff Bridges. He's wearing armor and tabard straight out of an N.C. Wyeth painting. The room he enters is at the top of a circular stone tower and is furnished only with a wooden trunk and a table and chair. There are about ten enemy soldiers all wearing chainmail. That's a pretty detailed vision, but did you get any of that when you heard my original paragraph? You were probably able to draw a couple inferences from the context. This Sir Guy is fighting with a sword, so he's probably from a medieval setting, but that's likely about it. You definitely weren't sharing the details for my vision for the scene, because I completely failed to present those details. Even the wounded shoulder ended up surprising you, because I didn't allow you to see the blow that gave him that wound. And the eye patch? Where the heck did the eye patch come from? Sir Nigel started that scene already missing an eye? Avoiding under-explanation comes down to a few key techniques. 1. Distribute details throughout the book. Optimally, half of the details we've already discussed would have been distributed in other paragraphs. By the time Nigel storms the tower room, readers should already have a general idea of his appearance. The eye patch for sure, if perhaps not the Jeff Bridges comparison. 2. Let readers know what the narrator knows. Nigel probably knows the room he's about to enter is round and on top of a tower. You can prep readers for what's to come by keeping them abreast of the narrator's own knowledge and presumptions. 3. Show readers what the narrator sees. As soon as Nigel opens that door, he's going to see the salient features of the room, the number of men inside, and the details that prompt him to believe they're enemies. What he sees, readers should see. 4. Show. Don't tell. Quite frankly... Our fight scene in that paragraph stunk. It wasn't a fight scene at all, just a bare mention that there was some sword play going on. You're not going to need to give readers a blow-by-blow account of everything that happens in your story, but you are going to want to dramatize the exciting and pertinent moments, such as when Nigel is wounded. We have to find a balance between too much description and not enough. We never want to insult our readers' intelligence by giving them more info than they need, but we also have to make certain we're giving them enough details to help them share our visions. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.